0: Continuing with our uh, series of mitzvot of Shabbos, after having taken a break last week to discuss the laws of Shabbos Hanukkah, so our last regularly uh, scheduled shiur uh, completed our study of the laws of Shabbos preparations. Uh, so we are now ready to begin studying uh, the next step as we move chronologically closer to Shabbos itself, and that is the mitzvah of accepting Shabbos itself, uh, and specifically the fascinating concept and mitzvah of Tosefes Shabbos, of not only accepting Shabbos, but adding on to Shabbos. There are many practical halachos that relate to this phenomenon of accepting Shabbos, and specifically accepting Shabbos early. Um, And there are also fascinating conceptual uh, alamdash ideas, uh, and we hope to touch on all of them. We'll probably divide up our study of Tosefes Shabbos into two shiurim. This will be the first, which will be exclusively practical, and then the second one will be half practical and half also to discuss uh, issues uh, that are a little bit more conceptual in understanding the whole nature of Tosef at Shabbos. But uh, the source of all of this, where this all begins, is a Gemara, which can be found parallel either in Yuma on Daf Pe Aleph or Rosh Hashanah on Daf Tes, which tells us, uh, which Darshan's, uh, the Pasuk regarding Yom Kippur, which tells us Shabbos Shabbaton Hulachem, that should be a, a Shabbos for you. Inisem es nafsho You should afflict yourselves. Batisha lachodesh on the ninth of the month. at night. from night to night. You should surely, surely rest. Have a double Shabbos. So the Gemara itself asks the question: uh, What is going on? It sounds like by saying as be'tisha lachodesh. It sounds like it's saying that Yom Kippur starts on the ninth of the month. And yet, first of all, we know that that's not true. But second of all, uh, the, the very next word of the apostle says "be'eriv," which sounds like the night of the ninth, meaning the tenth. So, is it the ninth or is it the tenth? Says the Gemara It seems to be an internal contradiction. And The Gemara resolves this by saying "maskil umisana mi be'od yom." Really, Yom Kippur, as we all know, is the tenth of Tishrei. However, we begin the fast a little bit early while it's still technically the ninth. And that is how we resolve both parts of the phrase of the Pasuk. So the Gemara says we see from this a uh, more broad phrase, mechol alakodesh. This notion that you can already begin and add on to the Kodesh by incorporating some of what would otherwise have been chol. By already fasting on the ninth, sounds like we are adding on to the nature, to the sanctity of Yom Kippur. The Gemara uh, then tells us that not only is there a concept, an ability, even a mitzvah to do this at the front end, but also be itziyasa, at the end of Yom Kippur, as the Pesach says, me'erev, erev." That uh, that phraseology tells us it's not only the first half, me'erev to add, but also erev" at the end. Then the Gemara goes on to ask the question which is most pertinent to us, which is whereas we have a source of uh, Tosefa Shabbos, or Tosef's Kedusha, I guess you could call it, for Yom Kippur, Tosef's Yom Kippurim, Shabbos mean minayin. How do we know that there's a notion of making early Shabbos, accepting Shabbos early? Somewhere it says, "Tamad Lomar, Tishbasu. The fact that the Pasuk uses a lotion of Tishbos, which is otherwise unnecessary. Uh, again, it was kind of very wordy, verbose Pasuk. That is including Shabbos. Then the Gemara asks one final thing: Yomem Tovim minayin. How do you know that other Yomem Tovim? So we have Shabbos we have Yom Kippur, What about regular Yomem Tovim? You can make Tov early. Tam Shabbatrem, Shabbatchem Tishbesu That double language the Gemara understands is an allusion to the Yomem Tovim. And Haketsad. So what's the bottom line out of all this? The Gemara summarizes: Mosif and Mechol ala al- Kodesh. Any day which includes a notion of shvus, of resting, of not doing Malacha, there's a notion of being Mosif you can add on from the Chol to the Kodesh. This is the uh, well-known and primary, usually understood source for this notion of Tosefes, of early Shabbos, early Yom Kippur, early Yantif. It is worth noting that there is another, uh, perhaps possible pasuk from a different drosh of Chazal in the Mechilta of Rabbi Shmuel, in Parshas Yisro, we're commenting on the Pasuk in the Aseris of Dibros of Zochor Esiyoma HaShabbos So one interpretation of that phrase, of what a Zohor means, is you remember it. How do you remember it? By adding on to it, by starting Shabbos early. That's how you remember uh, Shabbos. So that would be uh, perhaps a second source or a second Roshah, and obviously this has the benefit of being very Shabbos-specific. Um, it's also worth noting that the Gemara Brachos of the Chavzayin, uh, tells us that Rav Shall Shabbos, Arab Shabbos, Mibod Yom Vomer Kiddush That Rav actually would um, would daven. Clearly, he would be mazli, He would daven uh, even on Arab Shabbos. So we know for a fact, uh, just as a phenomenon, so to speak, that obviously um, there is a notion of doing early Shabbos because, after all, the Gemara tells us that Rav, Davka, did uh, early Shabbos. He was matzli uh, on Arab Shabbos. Uh, that does not necessarily uh, give us a source for it, but at least for now, we have a confirming Gemara that this is c- concept is not just an opinion in, in the Chazal, but actually seems to work. After all, Rav did even daven before Shabbos. And uh, summarizing all of this, Shekhan Aruch says uh, quite uh, directly, uh, here in Simon Reish Samach Aleph, Siv Bet, Yesh Omrim, Shet Tzarech, LaHosif Mechol, Al HaKodesh. Okay, so we see here that there is an Indian, he calls it Tzarech, we would refer to this as a mitzvah, of adding on, of making an early, quote unquote, early Shabbos. Some of the uh, chronim uh, on Shokhan Aruch note that it's kind of a weird Lashon, Yesh uh, Omrim, that the Shokhan Aruch uses, right? Is there some debate about this? The Gemara just gives a drasha, you know, then a second Gemara, then maybe a third allusion and a medrash, you know, why yesh omrim? That's usually the, the Shachar allusion to a machlokas. It's a weird formulation. So the Biur Halacha uh, uses this Diuk as an opportunity to highlight that, in fact, if you take a look, and the Beis Yosef summarizes this broader point, there is a major machlokas Rishonim, whether this drasha in Yuma and in Rosh Hashanah about uh Me'erav and Tish is that a bona fide Roshah? Is Tosefet a concept that is da'oraisa, or is it possible, perhaps, that it's more of an asmachta and only a din derabanan? Most Rishonim, and you find this both in the Beis Yosef in Reish Samachalof and here in the beginning in the Biur Halacha, most Rishonim hold that it is a bona fide Roshah for Yom Kippur, for Shabbos, for Yom and it is a din da'oraisa. However, there are a minority view. Notably, many discuss the Shita of the Rambam. The Rambam only brings down the, the concept of Tosafes in the laws relating to Yom Kippur. Does not bring it down, uh, if I'm not mistaken, in Shabbos or Yontif. And there are therefore uh, many Achronim, not all, but many Achronim who suggest that perhaps according to the Rambam, Tosafes is only de Orisa. By Yom Kippur, the original source, but the extension of the Gemara to Shabbos and Yantif, that's only a derabanan. So that is often how the Machlokas we is understood if you ask the question, is Tosefus a concept Minatora or only Mir So says the Bira Lacha, given that that Machlokas is on the books, not whether there is Tosefus or not, that's not... Controversial, that's not debated in the Gemara. But given that there's a machlokas, whether it's Daraisa or Darabonon, that's a major machlokas. So suggest the Bira Lacha, is saying Yeish Omrim, as a reference, you should know, yes, there is an opinion that holds it's only Darabonon, but yesh Omrim Shetzarech Lehosif, meaning, but I hold, chaber Rabbi Yosef Karo, I'm letting you know, we, par, we are paskning, that in fact it's a Daraisa. So the yesh Omrim is an allusion to the Rambam, who holds it may only be Darabonon. Um, and that, in fact, this is the position of Shulchan Aruch seems to be corroborated by what the Machaber says in some of Shalm zayin as well as in Reh Tzadik Gimel. So I think that is generally the assumption that we make that notwithstanding what might be the, very likely the Shita of the Rambam, we hold it is a concept that exists on a Da'oraisa. That's the source and the status. Point number two, who is obligated? And whenever we ask this question... Uh, it's sometimes, it, or often, when we're asking this question, uh, perhaps it's a way of asking: Are women obligated the same as men? So, in fact, the Minchas Chinuch and Siman Shin Yud has a tremendous chiddush that he assumes that women are putter, uh from Tosefes unless the specific holiday has a its own narrow internal drasha that would obligate them. So, for example, when it comes to Yom Kippur, the Gemara in of uh, Darshins the extra word Ezra to include women in the mitzvah of Tosefes inu, in the concept of Tosefes Inui. So since there's a special halach of Tosefes Inui by Yom Kippur, in addition to the pasuk we already saw, but specifically there, so that would obligate women. But on other things, uh, where there's not a specific mitzvah, a, a drasha, excuse me, there would be no obligation. Uh, the minchas chinech, if I understand correctly, doubles down on that chiddush, and not only are women not obligated in the other things other than Yom Kippur, but he says where well, there is no obligation, it may not even work fascinating, a uh, of the Minchaschinach. However, uh, now is not the time and place to analyze the Minchaschinach himself, um, but it is just worth noting that this is a minority view. Um, in the other achronim, the primagodim, the ksav sofer, the kafachayim, all rule and all have the position that there is no reason to distinguish men and women when it comes to this mitzvah is a general principle. We know based on the drush of Zohar v'shamor b'dibur echad, both in Los Asseis, but also in the Mitzvah Asseis of Shabbos, men and women have the same obligations. And therefore, Tosefes should also be uh, gender-blind, gender-neutral, women should be just as obligated as men. And in fact, in the contemporary classic, the Shmir Shabbos Kilchasa, Parak <clears throat> Memvav, he passes this way as well. So that's point number two, we generally assume the interesting position of the minchas chinoch, notwithstanding that there is a mitzvah that is incumbent on both men and women of accepting early Shabbos. Third point, which is very critical on a practical level, is timing. When must one accept early Shabbos in order to fulfill this mitzvah? And here, of course, we can divide our question into two. What is the earliest that you can make early Shabbos? And is there a minimum, what is the latest that one can accept early Shabbos? So on the question of, is there an earliest that one can accept uh, Shabbos? So this, in fact, is a pretty a straightforward uh, question, uh, just using Mishnaburah and Shulchan Aruch, here in our simon, Sivkat and Chafey, and the Shulchan Aruch also in Simon Samach Zayin, make the point that Shabbos can never start earlier than Plaga Mencha. That has minas for lighting Shabbos candles. A woman cannot light Shabbos candles before the Plag. And anyone, man or woman, cannot accept Shabbos Pachlal, uh, with or without candles, before Plaga Mencha. Plaga Mencha, for our purposes, we will just simply define as an hour and a quarter before sunset. And while we're not getting into the details of this topic now... But just to point out, just for sake of clarity, when we say an hour and a quarter, so we don't mean, you know, necessarily a 60-minute hour, but we mean what's called shos which is a halachic uh, hour, which sometimes is 60 minutes, sometimes is shorter, sometimes is longer, depends on the time of year and where you live, etc. A complicated topic, not for now. But assuming that uh, you have a calendar or you have a way to figure out uh, when plug is, which is, you know, however you, whatever number you come up with, it'll be based on an hour and a quarter before the uh, sunset. So that is the earliest that one could make Shabbos. So we now know that there is an earliest. You can't make Shabbos Friday morning. You can't make Shabbos uh, right after midday on Friday. Those are all too early. But after plog, at that point, one could already make early Shabbos and get the mitzvah. But now the question is, what's the latest time that one can still get this mitzvah? In other words, is there a minimum amount of time that you have to add? in order that you should be considered to having been Mosif, mechol ala So interestingly, the Shacharach here, Rish Samach ala Bet, Shacharach rules as follows. asoso oset. If you want to make the entire thing Shabbos, you know, adding on to it, you can. Now the Kulo here presumably refers to the time period that's possible from Plag. So if you want to do it, the whole thing, you can do it. Ratzel asoso Mixas. if you only want to do a smaller amount, a partial amount, also okay. As long as you do a period, which again we're going to assume means before Shkia, which is unquestionably still Friday, as long as you've added any bit of a time that is still unquestionably, unequivocally Friday, that counts as the mitzvah. So it's mashma, and it's more than mashma, it would almost seem explicit from the machaber, that there really is no minimum. Is you know now what does no mean? We'll have to we'll get to it in one second. But certainly there's no big shear, at least in the opinion of the Mechaber. Um, nevertheless, nevertheless, in uh, subsequent poskim, they do try to uh, figure out maybe there should be some preferable time at least. So the Mishabura here is somewhat machmir, and he says despite what we just read in the Mechaber says the says the Mishabura velos sagi <speaking in> kolshu <Hebrew> elish so it does even when when the when we said no minimum, what does no mean? says Mishirura, I can't mean one second. Nah, it's impossible. You wouldn't even be able to figure that out precisely, how could you ever be sure? So you need something. It's Yoser. But again, that also is of course uh, bedeviling and beguiling and very ambiguous What does that mean? A little bit more So this and other formulations Have given rise to a Variety, of variety of shitos uh, Quick survey just to mention To you how broad the range is The mission Brewer himself recommends 20 or 30 minutes uh, If you can before the shkia as a minimum More until Toplag is even better But that's the minimum Rav Yaakov Emden says 12 minutes uh, the Munkat the Minchasa Loser, and others say five, Avnei nazer said four minutes, or Moshe Feinstein seems to indicate a minimum of two minutes. At the end of the day, I think what the Shmir Shabbat's Kolchasa says is correct. Umavuar, <laughs> the fact that you have a multiplicity of shitos pretty much makes it clear. letosefes sheer Really, Midor there is no minimum. In theory, even a second, even a minute, it really is technically fine. Um, but even the Bura, even, even the Shabbos Kalhasa says you know, better if you can to do the Bura, and obviously any of those times in between. Um, I, uh, For our purposes, I would just summarize and say very simply, the more the merrier, the more the better, but uh, if that's not possible, and often it's not on a winter Shabbos when Friday is very, very tight, time is very tight, Friday is very short, I should say, uh, even, you know, more is better, but, even a small amount, technically, I think you would be yotze. Um, the next topic, the fourth issue, which I want to discuss, uh, probably uh, the last topic for us to discuss today, and today's year, is uh, the question of how one accepts Tosephus Shabbos. What does a person have to do in order to accept Shabbos? What activities or statements would a person have to do or make in order to say, okay, even though it's the sun hasn't set yet, even though it's technically Friday, but for me it's Shabbos. So here we have a multiplicity of shittos. Perhaps the earliest source comes from a bahag, which actually comes up in, of all places, a choschanukah, which discusses an issue, which uh, we alluded to, I believe, in the previous year, of what should be first, like Hanukkah candles or Shabbos candles. So in that context, the Bahag mentions that he thinks obviously Hanukkah candles have to go first, assuming that the same person is lighting both, because once you light Shabbos candles, you can no longer light Hanukkah candles. It's clear from the Bahag, therefore, that lighting Shabbos candles means you've accepted Shabbos. Now it happens to be, within the Bahag and in general, a major machlokas. When we say lighting Shabbos candles means you've accepted Shabbos, does that mean the actual lighting of the candles? Or does it specifically mean the bracha? On the candles. This is a major machloket which we will discuss in depth when we have a sheer on Nero Shabbos, and it is the basis of the current common practice of women, at least Ashkenazi women, in terms of how they uh, light uh, Shabbos candles and the bracha and the lighting and the whole thing with the hands, as we all know. That all emerges from this question which I just alluded to, but that's not our purposes, or that's not important for us now what's important for us now is that it's clear from the Bahag and others that Shabbos candles would certainly be, certainly if we just for now call it Shabbos candles and their bracha, certainly would be a way of accepting Shabbos, and if one did that before the shkia, so then that would certainly be a Tosef for Shabbos, Shulchan Aruch uh, is this way, and some Reis Samach Gimel Sif Yud Lighting Shabbos candles is a Kabbalah Shabbos. The Brewer here back in Arsim, in Samachalev, uh seems to indicate something very interesting, and this is important for us to keep in mind. And again, something that will also overlap with what we discuss when we learn the laws of Shabbos candles, and that is that since it is a minhag for women to be the ones who light Shabbos candles, something again we'll discuss more in detail at a later time, we assume, the, presum- the presumption is, that whenever a woman lights Shabbos candles, she's accepting Shabbos. That is our... Assumption. But all that notwithstanding, okay, that's fine. But this so far, everything we've discussed only helps women because women 99% of the time, certainly in terms of married families, are the ones going to be lighting candles. Um, but if you have a situation where a man is lighting candles, so then whether it's a man who's single or a man whose wife is not in the house, etc., etc., so then there is actually a machlokas, again, something we'll get to uh, in a subsequent year, whether men automatically accept Shabbos when they light candles, or um, more likely, in my opinion, do they not. So, uh, but, but anyone would agree, here's my only point I want to underline, I hope this is clear, anyone would agree that if a man lights Shabbos candles and he has kavana that he's accepting Shabbos with lighting, then I see no reason to assume that they'd be any different than a woman. It may, it may I stress may, require the man's kavana. For a woman, we assume it's automatic. That might be the nuance between men and women. But I think anyone who had kavanas, man or woman, but even a man who had kavanah when he's lighting Shabbos candles to accept Shabbos, again, all going back originally to that b'ahag, Shabbos candles is a way to accept Shabbos and therefore... Since you Almost by definition, you'll get at least some Tasevah Shabbos since you can't light on Shabbos. That's the first opinion. There's a second opinion in the Rishonim, going back to the Mordechai in Masech Shabbos, that perhaps you don't need to do an action as demonstrative as lighting candles to accept early Shabbos. There may be another way, and that has to do with something that you say uh, in, in our davening. Says the Mordechai, barchu when you daven Marev. That is a way of accepting early Shabbos, and therefore if you've daven baruchu uh, before, it's, uh, before the Shakia, then that would already be sufficient to count as early Shabbos. The Shulchan Aruch in Smin Rish Samach Aleph, Dalet here, he quotes this, the Shulchan Aruch, the Machaber, uh, brings this down, and the Mishnah Meru explains, again, based on the Rishonim, Mishum Dehu Haschalas filas, Arvis Shel Shabbos. I, obviously, Marev is only relevant if it's Shabbos. And therefore, by us davening, by definition, if so facto, we are determining and declaring that for us it's Shabbos. Kedusha, Says the Rishabur in explaining this opinion, that once you've said Baruchu, it's as if you explicitly accepted Shabbos in some other form. It is tantamount to that, and therefore it becomes us to do Malacha now. Shabbos, and there's Kedusha, Shabbos. Uh, therefore, Barhu, Marv a Friday night would also be sufficient. So that is a second opinion, and obviously very relevant uh, for men who didn't light candles. But according to the Machaber, when they get to, up to Marev, to Barhu, that would be Kabbalah Shabbos. Chanuch himself actually continues and says, even though that's from the early Rishonim from the Mordechai, Ule Didan Have Amiras <laughs> Kaniyas I don't know how often you have a formulation like this in Machaber, but it's certainly not common and it's certainly fascinating. Says the Shacharach, even though know, he just ruled a second ago that it's Baruchu, but he says that was only for those who were shown him. Why? What's different? Uladi Dun for us. What's the Machaber telling us? That at some point in history, um, you know, and I'm not an expert in the exact history of Kabbalah Shabbos, but I'm pretty sure we all know that it's. Roughly in the generation of the Machaber, give or take, certainly was not in the earlier Rishonim. Um, but what the Shahrah here is alluding to is that what didn't exist in the time of the Mordechai and other Rishonim is that now in the Machaber's time, he says Lidi In my time, in our time, in the time of Rabbi Yosef Karo, they had a minogareti that they said Mizmer Yom HaShabbos before Baruchu, before Marv. And therefore, he says by saying that particular Mizmor, Mizmer Yom HaShabbos for us. It's That's equivalent to what the Mordechai said about Baruch. Hu. That is to say, this is a Tila that we're only saying because we're accepting Shabbos. So, by definition, even though it's more indirect, the very act of saying "Mishuliyom Shabbos" would be a acceptance of uh, Shabbos uh, on for the person. Now, it should be aware, noted that notwithstanding the Shacharar statement, Mishneh uh, is not necessarily convinced, and he says that someone who you know was. Going right from the Mizmor into Baruchu into Marev, so really doesn't have in mind to accept Shabbos then, but really is Kavana is for Marev. But other Achronim, including the Prima do accept the Shulchan Aruch, And he writes, Gadol." So uh, the Prima strongly endorses the Shulchan Aruch's third possibility. Again, it's not a huge time difference, but nevertheless. Could be so theoretically, uh, if you have a break or who knows what. um Yom Hashabbos is already, you know, conceptually it's the same idea, but practically it's just a different marker that one could use to accept early Shabbos. Mishnebura adds a fourth possibility, which again, similarly conceptually, but on a practical level, it's maybe a few seconds or some small amount of time even earlier. Says Mishnebura, but makomoshenagel lomar lachadodi, right? Which I Think it's pretty universal now, but I guess it certainly wasn't always universal. It says Mishabura, if you say Lechadodi, Umasimon, and we finish the song of Lechadodi with the stanza Kala, which is allusion, of course, to the Shabbos queen, have a Kabbalah Shabbos Mamish. So basically, you have three different ways of saying the same thing, which is that if you do it, if you state a part of davening, which is clearly identified as a Shabbos. Davening, either because it's Mishra Shalom Shabbos, it's Boikala, or just because it's Baruchu, it's Mariv of Friday night, any of those are all different ways of basically getting to the conclusion that that statement is enough to accept Shabbos. So we started off by seeing the Bahad that said the action of lighting candles could work, and we've now had three different variations of a statement of Tefillah, which indicates that a Shabbos would also work. The problem with this a group of three of the tefillah ones is that on most Shabbosos of the year certainly in the winter months we don't it would be very very rare for a, a typical shul to get to any of them L'chadodi the end of L'chadodi uh, Mizrashir baruchu. very rare to get to any of those parts of the davening before sunset so if you're a man who's not lighting Shabbos candles and you are, or for that matter, a girl, a single, a single girl who didn't like the Shabbos candles, which again, topics we'll get to when we get to the laws of Shabbos candles. But anyone, male or female, who didn't like Shabbos candles, even if you're going to dive in Kabbalah Shabbos or Mariv, for much of the year, in most places in the world, I think, you won't say to these parts of Tefillah until after uh, it gets dark, and certainly until after Shkia for sure. So... Does that mean that for most people, they never—it's not shayach, they never ever are makabal Shabbos early. If if the only possibilities would be Shabbos candles in these parts of the avening, you know, in the summer months when people tend to make uh, early Shabbos, you know, some amount of time before shkia okay, that'd be fine. But you know, some Shabbos like now, where whether you're in Israel or America, or, you know, pretty much anywhere, certainly in the northern hemisphere, it's a very short day. You know, halavai, halavai, people get to shul in time to have mincha before shkia Certainly no one's getting to the end of Kabbalah Shabbos or Mara before Shia. Does that mean no one can ever have early Shabbos? So here we come to the fifth possibility, which is actually mentioned uh, one of the earlier, if not the earliest sources, by the Mishabura himself, who says after saying the is a possibility, then he says, but there's another idea, which is Aide Makablo love, le shame to Shabbos. That is to say, oh, Aide Amiras Barhu, etc. etc. says Mishabura, equivalent. Really, the Lushen sounds like he's really making it equivalent. Um, Maybe you could quibble with that uh, point, but certainly it's good enough. Just like it's good enough to accept Shabbos via a statement of tefillah, so too, even a statement sounds like in your own language, any kind of deeper on your own where you say, I'm accepting Shabbos, that would also be sufficient. So... That is what many, many poskim actually recommend, especially at this time of year that uh, most people, the men are not going to, if you go to shul, not going to be able to get to these parts of davening before uh, the shkia. Therefore, after mincha, uh, before, you know, they should remember to declare that they are accepting uh, Shabbos uh, at this point. I want to fulfill the mitzvah of Tosefa Shabbos. I'm not 100% sure if exactly those different nuance formulations would matter or not, but some kind of statement such as that. Now the Mishnah Bru goes on to discuss, he has a suffix. even l'shitasau, so, that you don't need davening, is it something that has to be explicitly verbalized, articulated, or is it enough to simply have a Kabbalah believe? I'm just thinking that I'm accepting Shabbos. So the Ramah is a sign that we should look at the Ramah. The Ramah, not here, but in Hilchus Yom Kippurim, and Hilchus Tanios. Which, in similar veins, sometimes, in both cases, certain kind of fasts, especially Yom Kippur, people accept already from the night before. So, there, when it has to do with accepting a fast, so the Ramah there is clear that he rules that Kabbalah believe is not good, insufficient. So it certainly seems like that's the position, uh, here at least of the Mishnah Brewer, or at least notes that the Ramah, we can say clearly the Ramah, the Mishnah assumes it will be true for Shabbos as well. The Ramah holds that if you do a Kabbalah, it needs to be B'dibor or bameisa, but not believe. It's not enough just to think about it. However, the Mishnah in Simen Tuf Kuf Nun Gimel notes, not here, not our Mishnah but one of the other places, the Mishnah notes that both the Bach and the Vil Nagon actually hold the Kabbalah believe is good enough. So that would be a whole new possibility, a sixth possibility, which is maybe you don't need candles, maybe you don't even need part of davening, and maybe you don't need to verbally say it. It's just enough to think it. And in fact, the the Shemir Shabbos, excuse me, again, Parak Mevav, he actually poskins. Kabbalah Balev is enough, like the Bach and the Grah, against the Ramah. So if you want to rely on that, maybe it's not Lachachila, Lachachila, because of the Smachlokas, but there certainly are, Ilonim Gedolim, Big Trees, Ilonok Gedolot, whatever, forgive my mistaken diktuk, which one or the other, uh, but there are major poskim, let's say it that way, that one could rely on if you do a Kabbalah B'laiv. If If one is uh, short of that, Bidievet, I would say, perhaps... Uh, there are some poskim I have heard, I don't want to quote anyone by name because I don't want to misquote anyone, but I do believe there may be some poskim who go further than everything we've seen until now, um, and that is they hold that maybe you don't need to do any act of conscious Kabbalah, but rather simply pre-Shamim by stopping from doing malacha before Shia, maybe that's also enough in order to be Makabal Shabbos. Um, if someone has specific mokoros that indicate that, I would actually appreciate you being in touch with me. But uh, certainly the rove post scheme, all the ones that we've mentioned until now, uh, seem to, uh, at least the way I read the sugya seem to take for granted that you need to do something. The question is just what you need to do. Is it the mice of Nero Shabbos? Is it some form of articulating a part of tefillah, which we saw three options for? Is it just saying something in your own words? Or maybe even just thinking it. But again, I will note that if a person didn't do any of those or forgot any of those and simply just stopped Malacha early, maybe at least according to some opinions, that might work as well.